Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. Manny, it has been a it feels like it's been a long time. Yeah, it kind of does. It, it's not very often that we kind of run into life and have to end up skipping an episode. I mean, we only did it once, I think. Yeah, that's because you were dying. I was. I was. <laughs> but no, it just feels like it's been so much longer than it actually has. I mean, probably. I mean, if you think about it from the last episode we recorded, which was a few weeks ago, this is probably like three weeks in total, maybe. Is or it? Clo- or close to three weeks. I don't know. We'll still. I still call it two weeks, but okay. It, yeah, it, it's. It feels like it's a lot longer than it really has been. Yeah. You get used to your routine, and it's like ah. It, it honestly kind of like. So I got back from the road trip, and I wanted to record, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I got a little bit of time. Like, might as well just call Manny up, and we'll record something, and make sure we get an episode out. But dude, by the time I got home, you were dead. He- I was dead. Hell no, I wasn't <laughs> doing nothing. <laughs> I was like, no, you know what? I I need to recover from this. Yeah. Like, genuinely, genuinely tired and genuinely just needed to recover from it. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll get a little bit into the trip later on. I'm going to make it a topic of just road trips in general. And then a very, very special, tragic announcement. Ooh. Yes, but, you know, as always, we're going to kick off the podcast with some of our anime and nerdy-ass updates first. Okay. So, Manny, why don't you kick us off? So, just a few updates. I know a lot of us, just like uh, me and you, we're expecting Slime Season 2 of Part 2, or Second Core. Yeah. I still don't understand the core part, but I'd probably have to just look it up on a dictionary to see what it means, but I'm pretty sure it just means Part 2. I'm assuming. Yeah. Or maybe just another arc? Mm, nah, I, I wouldn't say arc. No? No, because it's still pretty much the same arc. It's just part two because COVID delayed stuff, so they just started calling it second core, I think. All right, we'll take it. Yeah. So second uh, core just released today, actually. So if anybody's interested and hasn't, or hasn't seen any updates for it, now's your chance to finally see it now that it's come back. Nice. Which we should have done, on honestly, if I remembered right before we started recording. We should have done that. Yes, our ritual usually is to get some food, watch a little bit of anime, and then record. <laughs> I mean, we did that. but We did. We just watched a random one, though. I, I, I'm intrigued by the one you just showed me, but I'm, not, I'm still like, what the fuck is going on? It's a weird one I stumbled into, but it was interesting. It was, it's interesting. Maybe we'll make it a review. <laughs> I'm down for it. All right, all right. So we'll maybe put that in the books. We'll talk about it after. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So yeah. So if anybody's interested, go ahead, go on to your favorite streaming service. It's just make sure you, if the streaming service you're using has it. I know Crunchyroll has it. Um, I'm not too sure about Funimation, but I'm pretty sure they're one of the same. Manny, you got to learn to accept it. Well, I still haven't seen any updates about like the whole government intervention on that part. I think it'll go through. You think it will go through? I still think it's going to go I, through. Honestly, same with me. But we'll just have to see because I still haven't seen the update. I've been like keeping a close eye on it. I haven't seen anything. Yeah. But if anybody's interested, you can watch second core of season two for Slime. Now is now. And for another update, we have Saga the Tanya the Evil. Wait, no. Saga of Tanya the Evil. Yes. Season two. <laughs> I don't know why I put a double the... 
double you should double the evil. Right? <laughs> so what's your opinion on the anime though? It's hilarious. Or, or have you seen the anime or just the movie? I've seen the anime. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hilarious. It's uh definitely meme worthy. What I like, honestly, is that it's still an isekai, but it's not fantasy land. I mean, kind yeah. I know. I know what you're gonna say. I know you're gonna say they're literally fucking flying. Yeah, yeah. There's so. <laughs> magic involved, but what I'm trying to say is location wise. Okay. Yeah, I guess location wise, it's not in a fantasy land in that sense, but yeah. it, it is fantasy. Yeah. Like they're they're flying around like fairies and shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> With like fucking rifles that shoot like cannons and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty much like the flying versions of Megamine from Konosuba. But it's kind of like uh if you introduce magic into World War 2, 1, 1. 1. That's 1. Yeah, it's yeah World that's War one, one. 1. World War 1 and this foul-mouthed little lolly that <laughs> That is actually a man, right? A man. Well, the the idea was that he lived the perfect, comfortable life where he doesn't believe in religion because all of his results is basically his achievements. And so it's not God's achievements. So he never thought of God's existence. And after that, he had a tragic incident where he was killed by one of his uh, ex-employees that he fired. So that's when he had like this moment of conversation with God, but in his eyes, he calls it being X. And so being X would be like, well, you've never like prayed to me or anything. So, and he, he'll just basically say, I was like, oh, well, I never had a reason to because I never thought you were real. So I was living a comfortable life. I was like, oh, so because you live in a comfortable life, you don't believe in me. And that's when it clicked on him. It was like, oh shit, no, I didn't say that. And he just transported <clears throat> transport him into another world where there is conflict no peace or anything yeah i re- i reject the premise clear clear your voice manny clear your voice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> manny's uh almost dying again over here almost almost almost, almost. <laughs> but and i i think the concept is also pretty interesting in there where he does kind of have that interaction with being x yes and the whole purpose of his drive as this little girl in world war one is almost to spit in his face yeah like a spiteful f you yeah (laughs) yeah pretty much especially to transport him into like an orphanage and in a war stricken timeline especially again world war world war one yeah who who said their version of god isn't petty (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so it just follows this little adventure where the girl just becomes like a military commander and everything at like what's the age like maybe seven maybe six i'm not too sure i thought it was something like eight or nine or i don't i don't know it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> it, it is it is it is and it's weird how like she's very brutal oh that's what i mean just totally sadistic it's it's really entertaining to yeah, watch very interesting especially all the moments where she gets the hiccups and like she just finds herself in w- more worse and what's the word situations just because she wanted to like be in the back lines with like office job and leave a piece of life that's the goal right <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah so they came out with the movie and the movie was just great I, i'm pretty sure you enjoyed it too 
Yeah, you know, I did. I, I like I said, I'm I'm hyped for the second season. Let's yeah. do it. So my guess at the moment, uh, they haven't really said much or anything, but my guess is that the second season actually takes place right after the movie. Especially since we saw how like it ended with one of the commander's daughters that he ki- that Tanya killed in the first season. How she's now like out for revenge against her and everything. Yeah, yeah. That was an epic battle, though. No, it was definitely. So I'm really excited for that, especially. And another update I have is basically the Ronin and Kenshin movies that we talked about uh, on our previous episode, the live action films. And so we had the final for the Ronin Kenshin live action films, which premiered on Netflix earlier last month in June. Now the movie The Beginning has now been featured in Japan and now they're ready to take, put it into Netflix now. Sweet. A lot of people are complaining. It's like, why did the movie The Final come out first, then The Beginning? I'm pretty sure you never thought about that, huh? You know, I didn't even bother to pay attention to it, but maybe after seeing both, maybe we can put together some kind of reason. No, I already know the reasons, because since I already saw the trailer and everything for The Beginning. There you go. What is it? So, The Final was actually the final installment for the live-action films. The beginning, though, is the backstory now of how he became the most feared assassin in Japan okay. for, for government use. So they don't normal they don't actually tie together. It's more of a prequel kind of thing. Kind of. Okay. But it kind of shows like what his blood history was and how he started into what made him come into what he was now in the live action films. Because in the live action films and in the series and everything, he was all about being a pacifist. Yeah. Uh, no killing or anything. And now with this movie, they also did OVAs in the in the anime series, where they showed a backstory. And honestly, I thought that was like the probably the best thing they did for the animation of the series, in just in general. Just this whole backstory of how like bloodthirsty he was and everything. Well, I wouldn't say bloodthirsty, but just how much he was feared as an assassin for the government. Yeah. So and so the actual series of Roni Kenshin is he is actually will still fight with a sword, but he won't kill anybody. And his sword is basically a reversal sword, which is basically on the uh, curved part, it's actually dull, while the blade part is actually on the back part. Yeah. So when he's swinging it, instead of cutting, he's just putting blunt force trauma onto people. So that was very interesting to me, though, especially for the beginning, which is the last movie they're doing is that they're featuring that, and I'm really excited for that because, again, the OVAs is just truly incredible for me, honestly, for this series. So I'm very hyped to see it now in live action. Sweet. And that one's actually going to premiere on Netflix on July 30th. There it is. Mark your calendars. All right. And then we actually just had 4th of July weekend. Yes, we did. And what usually happens on 4th of July weekend? Uh, fireworks, barbecue, and beer. Besides the American part, what happens on the weeb side? Oh, oh, that's right, that's right. Anime Expo. Yes. <laughs> now, of course, Anime Expo had a virtual event. I didn't pay attention to it. No, I, I am not going to do a virtual event. <laughs> I, Sorry, it does not call my interest in it by any means. <laughs> yeah, so... I was like on Facebook and you know, like Facebook always gives like those 
see your memories for that sp- for the day you're looking at it and everything. Dude, I had so many of those this past weekend too. <laughs> so when I saw my memories and everything, because it always gives you a notification. Oh, do you want to see your memories for this day? Yeah, I was like, oh shit, Anime Expo would have been this day. And then I just think about it. Oh yeah, Anime Expo would have been this weekend if we if COVID didn't happen. Honestly, mm-hmm. so. I want to like talk about like what was like some of your best or worst memories for Anime Expo. Uh, you know, so at least for me, as far as like going to conventions and stuff, mm-hmm. I've always watched anime and I've always wanted to go, but I'd never really had a big friend network to kind of go. Mm. You know what I mean? It, I didn't find very many. At least you know, for me, I'm sure there were there. I just didn't find very many weebs mm-hmm. when I was kind of younger, like that. You know? Yeah. So. Anime Expo was actually one of my first cons I went to with my wife. Okay. I forced her to go. <laughs> you forced her? Well, she wasn't really into it. I was like, hey, I've been wanting to go, and I don't want to go to a giant convention on my own. You love me, so, you know, you're going to go with me. <laughs> Must be nice. It, it's very nice, Manny. It's very nice. I just thought I'd bring it up just to remind you. Yeah, just... Just throw some salt in that room. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so Anime Expo, like I said, was actually my first convention. Mm-hmm. And I took her there, and we went full. We we cosplayed and everything. Um, matter of fact, our buddy Angel, we took him with us. Hey. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, I guess, the fondness of my first experience kind of diving into the community. Okay. And that's... Actually, well, I mean, I guess there is kind of like where it started. And after that, I started going to more. You know, it, w- it was actually my big introduction. Okay. Into, I guess, the IRL community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you? Uh, so, a little bit of backstory, I guess, as well. Just like how you did it. Probably my first experience with Anime Expo was 2013. And that was legit my also my first con- anime convention in general. Uh, this was around the time that I started college, and probably 2013 and 14, I went solo. Really? Yeah. I mean, I had friends and everything that were all into anime, especially since I met them through college, but they were broke. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're college students. Yeah. They were broke, so I was like, I was like fuck it, I'll buy my ticket and just go on my own, because I, I probably wouldn't be able to count on anybody like go with me and everything, because... They probably wouldn't be able to buy their ticket and like also buy food and everything. Yeah. Especially like go all four days and everything. Yeah. Well, and honestly, like I said, it was kind of like my first experience into it. Mm-hmm. But I really didn't know how many there were or when they were. They were all hiding. Well, this, I don't think it's that they were hiding. It's just I wasn't involved in the community. So mm-hmm. I didn't really find out too much about them until way later. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, you went on your own. How was that? It was interesting because it got me to meet people because I was on my own. Got me a chance to socialize with people that actually go and support their hobbies in person specifically. So, definitely a great crowd to, like, get around, go on your own, just socialize and talk to people. Especially since everybody there just shares the same similar interests as you. Except the furries. I don't know about that. <laughs> but no i mean the uh, i mean for me i didn't really pay attention to like events like panels on stuff i just met went so 
I know there's different types of otakus. Um, there's like the the figure otakus, the gaming otakus, the cosplay otakus, like when you actually categorize them. Mm-hmm. I was more on like the figure and everything that has to do with merch side. Okay. I didn't care about the cosplay or anything. I thought it was cool. I took pictures and everything. But I was just in the exhibit hall 24-7. Oh, shit. I was like fucking spending money left and right. Like, oh, shit. Fuck. I need to buy that. Oh, shit. I need to buy that. And sure enough, I racked up my credit card bill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good way to remember it, right? Yeah, pretty much. They'll remind you of it every month. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I guess for me, like I said, just kind of like my first experience into it, um, I wanted to do the cosplay thing just to kind of, I guess, kind of go all out for it, you know, and just experience it, I guess, you know? And we got the hotel out there we did all all for three days was it back then i think it was, it was just three days back then four days <coughs> whatever it was i i went ahead and uh i bought whatever days they had for it you know and i just figured if we're gonna do it let's just fucking go all out for it you know and um pretty much just threw ourselves into it and honestly it was so big. There was so many different things going on. I didn't really know what the heck the panels were. I didn't know what these show times were. You know what I mean? Like all this different stuff going on that I think I spent most of the time just trying to experience, like be there. You know what I mean? Just yeah. kind of be there, see all the little corners and nooks and see what's going on with the artist alley, the exposition hall. And uh, it, honestly, I think most of the time we were just walking around just trying to take pictures and just be there. I guess. And uh, it wasn't until I think maybe our second con that we actually started looking at like, oh, there's, you know, there's a panel or, oh, they're going to premiere a movie or do something like that, you know? Yeah. Honestly, I would actually say the same thing for me. It wasn't until the second one. It was like I started focusing on that a little bit, too. But I did the complete opposite. I didn't do a hotel. I actually commuted every day. Oh, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Hell no. Nope. I got a hotel. (laughs) Yeah, there was no way I'm making that drive every day. Well, well, you were living like a little bit closer than I was at the time. A little bit. I mean, we're in the same city. Yeah, it, it was the same city, but it. I just didn't want to make that drive. There was no <laughs> way. Wait, no, it wasn't. We weren't in the same city. Oh, that's right. I was still in Montclair. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You were still a little bit. Closer yeah, no, than I no. Was. You're right. You're right. I was in Montclair, so I was a little bit closer. Yeah. But I still ain't making that drive. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, to throw it to comparison, since you had your first track day, it's kind of like your first track day. Yeah. You go there and it, there's just so much going on. There's so many people. It's almost chaotic where you really don't know what the fuck's going on. So you're just trying to look around and go, like, I really wasn't. What is going on? When they did the opening ceremony for the exhibit hall, all the people were like gathered in that South Hall, if you remember, like waiting for like them to cut the ribbon. And started like everybody just let a uh, walk up the stairs and everything to go through the doors for the exhibit hall, and there was one uh, this one Captain America cosplayer, and weird enough he had a sword, and he was just like chanting <laughs> "Let my people free, let my people go," like if he was Moses and shit. Yeah, there's a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes funny, sometimes not, but there's a lot of those. Yeah, which. I think is also part of the experience. Mm. It's kind of like the people create their own experience by just kind of being fucking weird, you know? <laughs> I was about to say that too, honestly. And that's really what it is. That's a, that, I think that's part of the experience of going to a co- convention is mm. just kind of 
people watching, yeah. I guess, right? So it's a, it, it was definitely a experience. And that's kind of where Anime Expo falls for me. It was like my first introduction into everything. Yeah, I put it, I probably wouldn't say it was like the first introduction for me, but it probably was the first introduction to actual anime events, like in-person events and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think thinking back, I would probably would have been better and more enjoyable if I would have started with a small one mm. just to kind of ease into it a little bit instead of just... Uh, Going to like the fucking biggest one. Like a full overwhelming experience, <laughs> you know? <laughs> The full lines are extra long. You know, the the crowd is extra big. Uh, the days get, are at, extra long. At least you'd have to stand in line for 2014 at LineCon. Oh, yeah. Because I did. That's right. I stood in line for LineCon. Was it a... Uh... Shoot. No, you know what? I think that was the year I skipped, right? I don't know. I think that was the year I skipped in... Uh... Yeah, no, just those lines got ridiculous. Yeah. Just no way. <laughs> yes, I, I remember I was I was in line for about eight hours, probably. Hell no. And I didn't move a single space. I was in like one spot, like those entire hours. My sister, she came with me. She wanted to see like what the buzz was, just to see all these people in person that are fans for anime and everything. And she got sunburned because we were standing, standing inside, in line. Yeah, just standing direct sunlight. The you day. you should have got close to the front and been like, oh yeah. Okay, the con's over. Thanks. <laughs> this was it. Right? This is what I do. <laughs> and then uh, I remember, uh, what was the year that we started having all these earthquakes like happening during AX? I have no idea. I'm going to say maybe 2016 or 17, there's like consecutive earthquakes happening during the, uh, during the week, uh, during the weekend weekend of Anime Expo. And... What was funny is that the news reporters of LA and everything, like the news stations and everything, they had to send out an apology because they had a helicopter and they were videotaping and broadcasting the whole crowds of the LA Convention Center. Saying like, oh, look at all these people that evacuated everything. It's like, oh no, these are actually people waiting in line for the event. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So what would you say is like your worst experience from Anime Expo? Uh, I'd have to make this a longer story, maybe for another time. Okay. But uh, let's just say a very, very strong edible, and I was not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll do a um, you know, uh, anime convention stories where I can kind of get a little bit deeper into this because it's it'll be a longer story. But yeah, that that's kind of the short blunt of it. Uh. I wasn't ready. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. I'm, I'm actually intrigued on that story now. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into it one of these days, but it's a little bit longer, and uh, I, I, we're going to have a lot to cover today. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I guess I'll just keep it short on my, uh, my worst experience. I was supposed to be... I was actually close to the front of the line for the world premiere of, I think it was... Uh, the Gale Gun Online uh, season for Sword Online, and no, there were, they barely had any security for the event hall where they were going to premiere it. So right around the when it was getting close to the time where they were going to start letting people in to uh, get their situation to sit, uh, get their seating arrangements done and everything, just this large mob of crowds, just like 
mobbed through the doors. Like the 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 only staff volunteer that was there couldn't do anything because she was just all all alone, honestly. And so, pretty much half the room already got filled. Jeez. And they let them stay in. So, once I got to like the very close to the line, they cut it off. I was like, so I couldn't get in to watch it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So basically, uh, just line line pushers. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, that sucks. And that, and that's kind of like at every event. Yeah. Especially big events like that where there's just people weaseling in from every niche and corner of the entire venue, you know? Yeah, but they didn't weasel. They actually mobbed in. Well, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. they're, they're literally everywhere. There's so many people at these events now. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, what do you got next, Manny? And... No, I think that's pretty much it, unless you want to talk about anything, or or if you have anything else to talk about AX. No, I think that's it. Let's roll on to the next thing. All right, you had a road trip. I had a road trip. This was kind of the reason for our missed week. Again, I honestly, I fucking hate when we have to skip an episode, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like uh, like we're not doing our responsibilities, you know? Hey, at least it wasn't me dying this time. This is true. At least it's not you dying. Because normally <laughs> I'm, you know, where I'm doing whatever I can to make the episode happen. Manny's dying. Cool, cool, cool. Let me forget about Manny. I'll, I'll bring on a guest. Hold on. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was just dead tired. So before I get into my trip, road trips. Manny, have you ever taken like a really long road trip? Yes. Where to? Texas. Texas. Okay, that's pretty decently long, definitely. Now, road trips. What do you do for preparing for a road trip? Uh, nothing, because my parents did all that when I was little. Cool. All right. So we're going to scratch that off now. <laughs> I mean, I did have my own road trip when I went to San Jose. That's not a road trip, but okay. Well, it was a road trip because I literally just went there, watched a soccer game, and just drove back home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'm, I'm talking about at least a day or two driving kind of thing. Oh, that was a day of driving. Oh, I know it was one day of driving, yes. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so we're, we're going to have to do a road trip one of these days. Okay. So this was... Wait, does Vegas count as a road trip? No. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, that's that's even that's even shorter than San Jose, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> but uh, we'll have to do an actual road trip, for sure. We'll plan one out. But, so this was like a... I guess my first long road trip like this. Mm -hmm. So I drove to Arkansas. Shitty state, but. <laughs> so I drove up there because um, uh, my dad basically bought some property out there. Yeah. And he is trying to do his dog breeding and training program. And it's very expensive to try to like do it full time here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, basically, he's trying to like make that his goal and set himself up to retire doing this. Okay. Like this is that's kind of like his dream thing, you know? Yeah. And it's either he does it here in California, where he probably won't be able to do it and have to get a normal job just to kind of make sure everything's paid and, and livelihood, you know? Or he takes the money he has, buys the property in Arkansas, and makes it work out there. So he bought like five acres out there and. I was helping him with the road trip of moving him and the dogs out there. Okay. So the reason I asked you about the beginning about, you know, what do you do to prepare for a road trip? 
is because we did none of the good things you're supposed to do <laughs> to prepare for a road trip. <laughs> so what I would say you prepare for a road trip is going to be, you know, um, maintenance on your car or truck, RV, whatever you're taking, right? Yeah, that, that is true. Right? So flush your coolant, do an oil change, do a tune-up. Check your brakes. Check your brakes, exactly. Check your tires, you know, check your suspension for any leaks, whatever, or suspension for leaks, you know, but check your suspension to make sure everything's tight, make sure there's no leaks, make sure your radiator hoses don't look old as shit, you know what I mean, or soft and ready to rip, and kind of make sure you're roadworthy to get up there, right? Second thing is plan out your route kind of thing, which we kind of had that more or less covered. Okay. okay. It's a fairly simple drive. I was about to question where you were going. No, no, no. (laughs) Basically, you just take the 40. Okay. So that was sure because I don't want to hear a story where like you're you're going to Arkansas, but you find yourself in Minnesota. Come out like Bugs Bunny. I should have left a made a left turn at Albuquerque. (laughs) No, it's a really simple drive. It's pretty much just taking the 40 all the way. Yeah. For the most part, right? So uh, that's one thing we actually did have covered. And then uh, food and scheduling as far as who's going to drive when, rest stops, and blah, 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 right? Yeah. Which, I mean, some of that stuff you can kind of play by ear. You know what I mean? But uh, so we were on super crunch time. My dad had a deadline to get out of the place he's staying at now or was staying at prior. And he still hadn't bought the RV that we were going to drive up with. (laughs) So he has the RV and then he has his personal vehicle. Um, And the original plan was that one of us would drive the RV. The other would drive the personal vehicle. The RV would have a bunch of crates in it for the dogs. And the personal vehicle might have one dog in there just kind of hanging out, you know? But... As the days kind of grew, you know, get closer and closer to that takeoff date, he still hadn't found the RV he wanted to purchase to drive out there. And I'm like, hey, so uh, we can't drive all the way. You know, it's about a 1800 mile trip Mm -hmm. one way. I was like, we can't drive all of that in one stretch. We're going to have to stop and sleep. And we're supposed to be meeting some uh, a semi-truck driver out there because uh, my dad had a 40-foot metal container. Yes. Like those shipping containers yeah. that he filled up all of his house stuff with and the dog kennels and stuff like that. And it's being brought out on a flatbed. And we have to be out there... To receive it. To receive it and unload it because I rented a crane out there to crane it off the truck so the semi-truck driver can take off and go to his next job. Yes. So I was telling him, like, hey, the closer we're getting to this date, the least likely I think we can take both and we'll have to just ride in the RV alone, like, you know, and just trade off driving, you know? Mm-hmm. And of course... That's what happened. That's what fucking happened. <laughs> the day before, or the evening, it wasn't even like daytime, the evening before we were supposed to take off, he buys the RV. Yes. <laughs> Damn. It is a 30-foot Chevy RV, or 33 feet. Okay. Pretty pretty good size, pretty big. It's still on gasoline. It's not a diesel. 
Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, which I think is kind of pushing it for that size RV. It it's a it pretty is. fucking big RV to be, still is. be on gas, you know? But uh, we had really no time to perform maintenance. Inspection. Yeah, brakes, flush the brake fluid, like all of the things I talked about, right? We just had time basically like let's pack the last of his stuff in there, you know, get the dogs in there and let's go, you know? So I took some time off of work, went down there, and um, I was he was kind of loading up the RV, and I go, hey, I'm going to go inspect this motherfucker because we're about to drive it across the country. <laughs> and tires look okay. Okay. Brakes look okay from what I'm able to kind of eyeball, eyeball and see. You know what I mean? Um, I get underneath the car, and everything looks there, complete, looks tight. I don't see any big major red flags. You know, um, oil looks okay. I added a little bit. Coolant looked okay. Power steering looked okay. Transmission fluid looked okay. Hoses looked more or less okay. But, you know, as far as like how old everything is in there, as far as coil packs and spark plugs and all that kind of stuff, I got no fucking idea. And I don't have the time to start taking it apart and giving it a quick tune up or anything, you know? So, he has the RV parked on the side of the house and the there's like a door on the side where you walk in that gets into the living room or whatever, yeah. right? And it's partially blocked just so he can close the the front gate to his house. And I tell him, you know, by this time it's already like evening time into the into the late night. And we were planning to leave at night so that we could try to cr- cruise through, you know, Cajon, uh the desert and most of Arizona at night. Yeah. Because, again, we don't know this car or this RV. You know, we don't know it. We don't know if it's going to overheat on us. We don't know if it's going to go boom in the heat, the desert heat, you know? So I'm like, I'd really rather try to get as much of that done in the night as we could. Because I'm more of a worrywart, you know? I'm like, we didn't prepare for anything. (laughs) This is not ready, you know? And um, so I ask him to move it back. He goes, okay, okay. He jumps in the thing. Click, click, click. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. So I go in there and inside the cat inside like the living room, there's like a, some toggle switches that have uh that read voltage. Yeah. And I can't tell it has like two of them because it has like a dual post dual pulse battery in the front. And then it has two batteries uh wired. In uh, whatever it's called, in like succession, basically, for the accessories, you know, like the microwave, the refrigerator, and all their yeah. other accessories for the for the house side of the RV. And I can't tell which one is which. <laughs> Mind you, the guy he bought it from gave us like a three hour fucking tour of the fucking thing of how to use everything. I retained very little of that. <laughs> I did not know how complicated these things basically were, which I guess I kind of understand. You're incorporating features of a house with the car, and then there's certain things you don't want to turn on while you're doing one other thing, you know? So there's yeah. a whole bunch of weird stuff, and they're finicky, very finicky. So one of them reads well under 12 volts. So I was like, okay, maybe we just need to jump it and we'll let the alternator, you know, charge it, buy another battery just for the road, just to be safe, you know? So, you know, it's, it's getting late. So I'm like, hey, 
you know, let's go pick up a battery. We'll swap it out. Meanwhile, let me try to jump this thing and get started. No jump. No jump. I test. I when they come back with a new battery, I test it with that one. No jump. Ooh. Does not go. It is just not going. It's not. It's it's still just clicking. So I'm in there and I, I crawl underneath and I'm trying to like hammer out on the solenoid to see if I can get the starter to go. Yeah. And it's getting late enough to where AutoZone's about to close. I call them and I just say, okay, fuck it. Go get me a fucking starter. <laughs> so before the trip, I'm underneath this fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and I'm changing the starter out. And I'm just thinking the whole time, like, we're about to drive this fucking thing across the country. And it didn't even fucking start right now. <laughs> That's a vote of confidence, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But they come back with the starter, I swap it out, and it starts right up. Oh. So, uh, in a sense, I kind of thought about it like, you know what? I'm actually really glad it happened here. (laughs) That is true. Because my dad had his friend there to kind of see him off. So, there was somebody to take us to the auto parts store. (laughs) That is true. That is true. Versus, you know, in the middle of 500 miles down the way in the middle of, you know, Arizona or something and... We put aliens. <laughs> well, you know, we stop and put gas and turn it off, and we're just stuck in Arizona somewhere, you know? So I'm actually really glad it happened there. I guess one of those sort of uh, good things to happen, I guess, if you want to call it that way, right? Yeah. Just didn't give me a lot of confidence for the trip. So anyways, we don't turn the motherfucker off after that. <laughs> <laughs> We just back it up and just go, all right, load it. We're not turning this fucking shit off. <laughs> so we load up the car and we start making, you know, we fill up with gas and start making our way. By the way, holy fuck, was that expensive? <laughs> now you know how I feel. How you feel? When I pump gas into my trucks. Oh, I guess. I think it's like a 60 something gallon tank. Sounds about right. Things, that's ridiculous. Holy crap, man. I mean, don't forget, I I started my own trucking business a few years ago. Those tanks are huge. Yeah, I think some of those even have 100-gallon tanks, yeah, those right? Yeah, those are 100-gallon tanks yeah. on each side of the truck. Mm-hmm. And you'll never see them full or maybe more than halfway full. Really? Because of weight. <laughs> Shit. I'm not kidding. So playing the number game with weights... And gas in, mileage. In gas mileage is how you can pass through the scales... Really? Interesting. You're overweight. Either you got to unload shit and have somebody else pick it up or sometimes even handcuff for being overweight. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe this attributed to it, too. So, we filled up the RV. has, like, a bunch of compartments on the bottom skirt, right? Like, the side skirts and back. Yeah. Because that's where they have, like, the water pump. They have a... We have a... It has its own separate generator and, like, the heater and all the other shit underneath there. And then it has a bunch of compartments for storage. Yes. So we filled up that with storage. We filled up, you know, the crates and dogs put them in there. And we filled up the water tank. Okay. The whole whatever... I don't... I honestly don't know how many gallons it is. My dad filled it up before I got there. But we filled up the water tank so we could use, you know... Toilet, shower, sinks, wash your hands, all that kind of good stuff, you know? Well, uh, I mean, you could have done that. A lot of truck stops uh, for truckers actually have showers. 
Okay. Yeah, like the pilot travel centers, the Flying J travel centers, or anything. Yeah, they actually have showers. So you could have just like stopped at a truck stop and just took a shower there if you needed to. Well, we don't yeah, really yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a little bit of hindsight because we don't really know any of that. We don't know exactly where we're gonna stop. We were just kind of, kind of wing it as we go. And at this yeah. point, at this point, it was more of a it was maximum winging it. Well, it's maximum winging it in the sense that like the RV was bought so behind schedule. Yeah. <laughs> That there was no truck stops. It was stopping for gas. That's where we're going to eat. And we just continuously nonstop drive and just switch off. Whoever's not driving is going to shower, sleep. Shower, sleep. Drive, shower, sleep. (laughs) But I don't know how many gallons it is, but we filled that up. We filled up the gas tank. And uh, we started this little road trip. Very late and behind schedule, mind you, because of that damn starter. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is where things got a little bit, like, sketchy. Er. <laughs> this is the moment I was waiting for. Really? Just I, So, like, I obviously, you know, the, the trip was already, you know, last week or whatever. And I've avoided talking to you about this just so I can get your blind reactions to all this. You saw aliens? No, no, oh. no, no. We didn't even make it that far. So, <laughs> it's roughly almost midnight at this point. Okay. And we're making our way up the 15 going to the Cajon Pass. 15 miles an hour. Ooh. <laughs> 15 miles an hour up the Cajon Pass. Because of the weight. Is that what it is? I thought it was because the car, the fucking thing's a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm... We did, like I said, we loaded the underneath compartment. Plus us, I mean, the dogs, fuck, there was like 10 dogs, right? My dad has like 10 fucking dogs. We created all of them, threw them in there. We filled up the whole water tank completely full, and then we filled up 100% on fuel. That might actually attribute weight will drag you. So um, I've actually done, so I don't know if you can count this as a road trip, but I've been on a few times to... um, travel with my uncles on their semi trucks to go to other states with them to see how they work and everything and a lot of times you'll be like in the middle like middle of the night and everything it's a two-lane highway on each side of traffic and you'll just see one semi truck going 25 or 35 miles per hour while you see other semis just like switching over the lane and just like passing them like nothing oh i was i was the one going 20 miles an hour <laughs> and the reason why is because the ones passing are empty while the ones are loaded ah so a weight could be the reason why that happened so maybe that attributed to it but remind remember we don't know the history on this car that is we true. just picked it up i think it's in desperate need of a tune-up <laughs> okay how fast were you able to take it up going to the gas station um, I mean, it, it's obviously it's heavy and it's heavy and sluggish compared to anything. I've never really driven anything that big before, mm. but I mean, on flat ground, we were able to hit 70, 75, no problem. Okay. So it's just the uphill part. Oh yeah. It, so this is kind of where we're getting into after we finally crawled our way up fucking Cajon pass emergency lights on 15 miles an hour, fucking everybody's zooming past us. And I'm just looking at my dad, like. Are we really about to do another fucking, at that point, it's still 
1,700 miles <laughs> like this. And to top it all off, we're, we're high on the temperature gauge. Ooh. So, you know, it, it was a very stressful ride to start off with. <laughs> so we're high, high on the temperature gauge. We finally get to the, you know, the peak and we start coming downhill, right? Yeah. Temperature gauge relax. We pick up speed, and I'm and we're like just kind of talking about it. Like, is this gonna be the whole fucking trip like this? Like, did are we even gonna make it out there at this point? You know, like it's not a very encouraging. What is Mindset. that? Fifty miles. Ooh, that was only the first fifty miles, really. Like from Baldwin Park to yeah. to there, like not a very encouraging fifty miles. You know, <laughs> so. We put it along, put it along, all the way through um, the rest of California, through Arizona, and New Mexico. Every single slight hill we hit. Emergency lights. Emergency lights. (laughs) Emergency lights and riding on the red of the temperature gauge. This is not like... You know, you want to talk about these stressful trips. We're in this giant RV. I have no idea if it breaks down, where we're going to find parts, where we're going to have it towed to, What what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Not very fun. <laughs> um, so once we finally get out of New Mexico, there's a lot less um, hills. It gets a little bit more flatland. It is. It is. So that was actually a good the good side of it, right? And I don't know if maybe the engine just started kind of like burning off the crust. You know what I mean? The spark plugs were probably just corroded and crusted for a while and just were getting those heat through and just finally, you know, checking all that stuff off. But um, it starts actually running a little bit better. Okay. It starts running a little bit better. Uh, We get through Texas and Oklahoma in the rain, which helped with the temperature. (laughs) That helped with the temperature. Um, I did have a little twilight moment, and I wish I could remember the fucking name, but there's going through the 40, there's like a county, and then like a sign that says, you know, entering county, whatever. In Texas. In Texas. Okay. And then about a mile after, there's like an exit sign for a town, like a city. Mm-hmm. And I passed it, and you know, but at this point, it was already night. It's raining. I'm already exhausted at this point because, mind you, we're not, like I said, we're not stopping doing a full rest. We're just alternating. Hey, I'm too tired to fucking drive. You switch and we'll switch off, you know? Yeah. But it's, you know, my dad's in the back sleeping. It's raining. It's dark. I see the sign. I see the city, the city exit, and I'm just listening to a podcast and I keep driving. About 10 minutes go by. I see the sign for the same county. A mile later, I see a sign for the city again. And I'm like... Did I just make a circle? Yeah, dude. I legit stopped... Not stopped the car, the RV, but I kind of like... Son of a bitch, did I just drive it? Like, you know, am I zoning out? Like, you know, you start getting really tired and you start losing concentration, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, did I, did I just go in a fucking circle? <laughs> and it's like the middle of fucking buttfuck nowhere panhandle Texas, you know? And I haven't even seen any cars on the road for a while. And I'm like, am I asleep? Like, <laughs> That's the one thing you don't want to be. Dude, it is. It was such the most eerie feeling in the world. Like I pulled out, you know, I grabbed my phone and I, 
it's raining. I'm in this fucking 33 foot fucking thing. And I'm still one hand driving going like, hold on. I just got to make sure I'm not going in a fucking circle. I pull up Google Maps and shit. <laughs> no, I was fine. It just turns out that's just a weird county line of how they have it. It probably had like a county line where like it just loops around. I think it has a loop or like a U or a yeah. hook or something. And I was like, you motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> it messed with me so... I almost had like a little mini panic attack. Like, <laughs> it, it was bad. It was bad. Um, but we make it through there. Um, going in through um, Oklahoma was a lot easier too. We didn't actually hit any more hills until we kind of started getting back into Arkansas. Mm. Um, so... I guess just kind of quick wreck, but I don't want to get into all gritty, gritty details, but the fucking piece of shit made it. <laughs> it it did make it there. I was genuinely surprised. I have a little bit more respect for that motor. <laughs> Maybe my tow rig will come. I'll pick up a tow rig with that 7.4 liter. <laughs> hey. I mean, it made it, I think, by some pretty strenuous circumstances. The thing probably weighed more than 16,000 pounds, you know? Yeah, I would have done it. It was heavy as hell, but it it made it there. Got us got us there safely. Um, unfortunately, I really didn't get to like tourist anything. Just whatever I kind of saw on the way, because you know I I kind of helped him get set up there, get as set up as he could be on the new place before I left, and I just flew out from Memphis and flew back home. Okay, but um, uh, some uh. I wish I would have got a picture, but you know the strip club that's like a huge franchise, Spearmint Rhino. Yes. So we're driving in the we're driving through Arkansas, and I look over at a billboard, and what do I see? Spearmint Rhino. No. Oh. The peppermint hippo. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, the peppermint I busted out laughing so bad when i saw that arkansas's peppermint hippo yep <laughs> okay then so that's where our road trip destination is gonna be manny <laughs> this man but all in all arkansas is pretty it's green it's green yeah a lot of trees um I mean, it looks like my dad and his dogs are going to be happy there. The okay. The entire property is uh, literally grass. Oh, so lots of room. Oh, tons of, tons of room. And, you know, you know, like out here, it's kind of like to get a whole field of grass, it's all artificial, you know? Yeah. It, his whole property is literally like just natural field of grass. It, the dogs are just having a blast running around. Nice. So... Hopefully it all works out for him over there and he can continue doing his uh his breeding program and uh doing his training and boarding and all that kind of stuff out there. But uh yeah, I mean that was for the most part of the trip. I did buy a hat from that gas station come and go. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that in your story, come and go. Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen it like on memes and posts before. I've just never seen one in person. But did you expect it to be real when you saw those memes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can Google it and see that it's real. So, yeah, yeah, no, I expected it to be real. I've heard it from even other people who's been there before, you know? Apparently, it's like a big franchise gas station out on that side, you know? 
I don't know if it's just the south or the east coast or what exactly where it cuts off at, but it is fairly regular. So I made sure when I stopped at one of those gas stations, I bought a hat. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but uh, I think it would be you know a nicer trip if it wasn't such a rush with an unfamiliar car limping its way across the country <laughs> no if, if you if the situation was like where you guys attain the rv sooner you guys probably wouldn't have been like actually been able to enjoy the ride to arkansas with time yes that was the original goal the original goal was actually to leave you know a day or two before we actually left uh-huh so that we could drive with his personal car. Because I have his personal car here on the side of my house right now. I'm going to do a little tune-up on it and stuff. And make another trip out there. Probably beginning of August. Oof. To drop it off from and fly back again. But this will be a much more leisurely trip. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because, I mean, yeah. I, I would have wanted to stop somewhere in Texas and get some barbecue. or You know what I mean? Like, kind of do a little bit of touristy shit, you know? Are you going to go alone or take the wife this time? Um, I might be going alone. Just just because uh, I don't want to drive. You know, if we're going to drop off his car, I'm not driving back. No, I know that for sure. So if I take her with me, um, I would need to find a dog sitter. That is true. And there's not very many people who are willing to sit giant dogs. <laughs> I have the lamb, but not the time. Yeah, well, it's you know, it's it's somebody that would probably have to be at the house to let him out for the bathroom and hang out at the house while we're gone, kind of thing, you know. So more than likely, she might stay here, and I will take the trip out. Okay. So we'll see if maybe one of my uh, siblings want to come and and visit dad while we're out there, and just kind of make the trip that way, and we'll both fly out afterward. But this will be a much more easy, leisurely trip. Trust me. For that long of a trip, you it would be better to have somebody. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would try to avoid going by myself, for sure. But it's going to be a lot more leisurely. Hotel, halfway, at least once or twice. <laughs> and uh, I really wanted to actually go to Memphis and actually explore the city a bit, mm. you know? That's, that's one city that at least, you know, it's right there fairly close by to where he's at, you know, and where we fly out from to kind of go and explore, you know? Shit, I'd like to. Uh, I'd actually like to go. I'll let you know. We can make a trip out of it. I'll let you know because I've been having traveling ideas in my head right now lately. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not like a very exotic trip, but it's still something we could do, like a road trip. No, no, I know that. But for the past two weeks, I just been looking up flights for my birthday to Japan. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the bug is scratching, right? It is. All right. All right. Um, weather sucks though. <laughs> I, that that means nothing to me. Humid, Manny. Humid. It's different. It hits very different. I wonder how that compared to Japan's humid weather. Because I went during the rain season. That shit was heavy and humid. Really? Yes. How'd you do with that? <clears throat> uh, shorts and just a simple t-shirt. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe because I was like helping my dad unload set up kennels and we were kind of working 
That's true. For a bit. That's true. Me, it was just walking to the train station and Dude, just... it hit me so hard. I fucking hated that humidity. <laughs> <laughs> I was upset. <laughs> a lot of bugs. Oh, yeah. A lot of bugs, a lot of mosquitoes. I mean, like I said, visually at night, it was really nice. His whole field got lit up with fireflies even. Ooh, nice. You know, that was kind of... I've never actually seen that in person before. Like, you know, maybe because I'm not as well-traveled as I like to be, but, you know, I've never seen that in person. Ooh, I have an idea. What's that? Create a company that does Uber Eats to cars on the tra- on the road tra- while traveling. <laughs> they just throw it at your window. Highway handoffs? Yes. <laughs> um, And uh, there was, like, a deer that showed up on his lawn. Oh, okay. Random deer. Uh, found a turtle. Was it a snapping turtle? Uh, you know, I took pictures of it, and I meant to go look up what species it was, but apparently there's like 17 different native species just out in the wild in Arkansas. Hmm. But we just were looking around, and we were trying to find one of the puppies because they ran into this, uh, the high grass. Oh. And I thought I saw it moving, but no, it looked like a rock moving. and It was a fucking turtle. <laughs> that was kind of cool. I've never fucking found a turtle in the wild like that, you know? So, I mean, it's different. Uh, the people were, for the most part, pretty nice. Not entirely what I expected, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I did come across one that uh, you know gave me a pretty, pretty crazy death stare as I was putting by in the RV. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he he looked like literal, literal movie character status. I mean, really, really skinny, scruffy, 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 thick beard. Trucker hat, overalls, and a giant Confederate flag. Oof. Yeah, the only thing that was missing was fucking chewing a straw in his mouth. <laughs> this man. But, I mean, other than that, for the most part, everybody seemed pretty friendly. So, I mean, hopefully he'll be happy there. I don't know if I want to visit in the summer too often. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see when I go back in August if I'm not doing any manual labor, maybe the humidity won't hit me as bad but yeah that shit felt nasty this time around for sure okay. <laughs> so that was the uh road trip adventure um hopefully the next one out is more leisurely and there's no hiccups like this <laughs> i think that uh that rv definitely deserves a nice good tune-up and some maintenance but uh i would not recommend driving that thing across country again there's always a last chance. No, absolutely not. Because, because we're family. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, man. <laughs> uh, Those memes are getting annoying. Very, very. I mean, the movies got annoying for me a long time ago, but. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Yeah, maybe unpopular car guy opinion, but fucking hate Fast and Furious movies. I still say the only good one was Tokyo Drift, but that's it. Yeah. But anyways, that's the road trip. Um, who knows? Maybe you might get the bug and you'll go with me on the next one. Just let me know ahead of time. See if we can plan it out. We can get some hotels, take two cars, and drive back. That is true. And make a different route on the way back. Hmm. We'll see. We'll talk about it later. Okay. So I got one more thing I want to cover. I know we're uh, running towards the end here. But... uh. I made a big decision finally. 
The cars are off the jack stands. Shut the fuck. You know what, Manny? <laughs> Maybe two weeks wasn't a long enough break from you. <laughs> so I know I've been talking about it for a while, and I've been yes. dabbling with the yes. idea, but I sold the Type R. Yes. Type R is gone. I, Like I said, I, I kind of wanted to make these decisions for a while. Uh, partially towards the racing hobby and partially towards some uh, private moves I'm making to kind of like uh, invest, cut down some bills. I'm just, planning just to do refinancing. Yeah, I'm doing some of my own ventures, and uh, it seemed that this was the right move to make if I really want to start getting serious about going out <clears> to the track. <throat> mm-hmm. Now, I love the fucking car, and I am definitely going to miss the car. I already missed the car. <laughs> I'm just happy I was able to drive it at least once. Yes, I threw you the keys one one time before because I, I kind of knew that I, the whole goal from when I gave you the keys was, okay, I'm not going to drive it. <laughs> so I can kind of start convincing myself in my head that it's no longer my car. Uh. And as soon as I get this window gap, and that's what I was planning to do as soon as I came back from the road trip. Mm. I was just going to do it and just hurry up, you know, take off my decals, take off all the vinyl stuff and just do it and rip the bandaid off because the longer I think about it, the harder it's going to be to do. <laughs> were, you, were you shedding tears as you were pulling the stickers off one by one, just having all those memories just flash back into you? No. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say that much. I mean, I'm going to miss the car. I guess for what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very comfortable, fun to drive car. It's super unique. It kind of you know, I know we don't do the car stuff for other people or, or for the clout or anything, but it did come with a certain like prestige, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you show up with a type R and it, it it had its own prestige even if I weebed it the fuck out. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I did enjoy the car. Okay. And I'm gonna miss a lot of those things. But I don't really do a lot of like car shows or car meets anymore. I do enjoy going to them here and there, but I think I'm perfectly content going with them to kind of spectate. Yeah. Even if I park off in the corner like I did with the with the Fox at the Cars and Coffee. Hmm. I'm in the Fox body. I park off off to the corner and I still enjoy myself. I don't have to be in the mix, you know what I mean? And um you know, building the Fox for the track there is nobody who races them. You know, no nobody's really out there to compete with. Yeah, so you, you really just don't At have... At least as far as NASA. Yeah, but like at this point, like with like no one having there, you, you just basically don't have like a starting point to like set an example, basically. You know, it's exactly. not so much setting an example. I don't mind being a weird one-off. You know but what like, I mean? Like a starting point, though, I'm saying, I'm guessing. I don't, no, I don't know if you're... It's, it's, more, it's more the rage of competition. Mm-hmm. Right, so if if I'm if the Fox body gets built and I go into NASA and I and I do want to race with NASA, I do love the way the organization is set up, and I know I can race the Fox in other organizations that do American cars, and there are some people competing, but I want to do NASA. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I wanted to go, and there's just not enough people competing in there, so I can build the car, and there's going to be like two, three people right 
And if I'm not spending the type of money they're spending or have the type of power they have, I'm just going to drag at the very end with no comp- no actual competition. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which doesn't sound like a lot of fun, you know? <clears throat> On top of that, if I run it into time trials, it's not a competitive chassis. I love the car. I do. It's kind of like where my heart is at, my roots are at, you know? But it's not a competitive chassis. It takes a butt fuck ton of money to actually turn, you know? <laughs> So I could throw all this money at it, but it's not going to be competitive in its class. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, half the, drug, half the fun is going out there and being able to drive and learning, you know. But it kind of like what Haim has told me, you know, you kind of want to be in something competitive and you want to go and, and kind of push yourself to compete with somebody. Uh, you go. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so... I decided to get rid of the the, the Type R. Okay. And I decided not to track the Fox. So I am going to shop for a dedicated track car, a truck, and a trailer. Okay. So I hope I'm not getting too far ahead of myself, you know, kind of like diving headfirst into it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've been wanting to go so much more often compared to like just leisure car shows and car meets i just want to go track i just want to go track i mean shit i took the fucking wagon i don't care what i mean i just want to go track (laughs) and the type r is just far too expensive to do so far far too expensive to do so that is true so i'm making this decision like i said for some personal finance goals i'm working on and because i do want to go out there and actually be out there as many events as I could, you know? So I think this is the right decision. Like I said, I hope I'm not jumping the gun too far into this. And I mean, what's the worst that can happen? That's kind of my personality in a sense anyways, is I get into a hobby and I kind of try to go at it 100%. Yeah. You know, you saw what happened with the fucking dogs. Like (laughs) my dog training stuff. I'll go at it 100% with with, with all that I could with it, you know? And this is something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And the biggest thing that holds me back is budget. Budget, 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 right? So I am working on some more things, right? There's going to be a race car coming. There's going to be a truck and trailer coming. And honestly, I am definitely leaning towards just um, doing this in the most budget-oriented sense. Okay. I even looked into seeing if I can tow with a Crown Vic. <laughs> Turns out I could. But uh, it, if I if I do, I would probably want to do a dolly just to reduce on weight and keep it yeah, as safe as true. possible. I've seen some people towing actual full trailers. That seems kind of sketch to me. <laughs> but I figured I would do it with a dolly, but then I found out if I do it with a dolly, whatever I tow has to be uh, registered. Yeah. And tagged because I'm not like a licensed tow truck driver or whatever. So that might take it off the table because, you know, the race car is not going to be registered. (laughs) But Type R is gone. Um, I guess for an update for the used market, how hot it is, I did put some money in my pocket. Um, It paid off my loan and put a couple grand in my pocket. Okay, nice. And, uh... It's so nice to kind of have that little bit of power at the dealers right now. (laughs) (laughs) So 
I've told you, I think I've told you my, my, I don't, it's not really a secret, but my method when I go or used to go to get stereos done and window tints and stuff yes. like that. I applied this at the car dealer and it worked like a charm. <laughs> so I kind of already knew roughly what they were going to offer me on the trade-in. Okay. I went through, um, I think it was like Vroom. I went through Carvana. I went through, CarMax didn't quote me online. They said they haven't seen enough of those to quote me online. They wanted to see it in person. Oh, okay. Um, then I went through Carfax, and Carfax just fucking spammed my email to every dealer within 50 miles. It was super <laughs> annoying because I started getting emails from fucking everybody. Super fucking annoying. But at the end, worked out in my favor. So after I kind of discovered that, that Carfax basically just has, pe- has these dealers appraise and offer make offers on them, you know? I said, well, if that's all it fucking is, I'm just going to go down to a like a dealership so- shopping center and I'm going to make them have a bid war. <laughs> so if anybody's thinking about doing it, this is kind of how I did it. I scheduled an appointment with uh, Gosh Ford, and I think it was like Moss, Dodge, Jeep, Chrysler, whatever, you know? Yeah. And then uh, I believe there was a Nissan dealership right there. I forget the franchise of that nissan dealership did you go to the auto centers here in riverside or the one here in uh, temecula or marietta i went to the one here in Hemet. oh okay okay so i local you know i yeah. just drove over there and i went to ford first and they came out this i got this kind of a bigger um italian guy coming out super sweaty i got him so mad dude just progressively <laughs> got him more angry <laughs> But he came out, looked at the car. He's like, you know, uh, we we don't add value for all this aftermarket. He's never seen a Type R before. Yeah. And I was like, no, dude, that's that's stock. That's stock. He's like, points at the diffuser. He's like, this is carbon fiber. It's like, no, it's a Honda. That's plastic, bro. It just looks like that. <laughs> so um, he took a couple pictures, took the VIN, whatever, and low-key, Manny, I am so glad it was him because he paid so little attention to the details itself that I was worried about. So, you know, my car has 30,000 miles on it. I have tracked it quite a bit. It the front of the the front end of the car has its fair amount of chips and pits. <laughs> like it's it has some fair amount of pitting in the front just from, you know, different little rock chips and things going on from tracking it and yeah. stuff, you know? He didn't pay attention to shit. He just took some pictures and took the mileage. I guess figured it's just a fucking civic, you know? <laughs> so we got in and he starts asking, you know, how much do you owe on the loan? Who holds the loan amount? How much do you expect to get out of it? Yeah. So I told him, all right, well, this is what I owe. You know, this is roughly the estimates I got from these other places online. So that's, you know, a ballpark of what I expect to get, which breaks me around even-ish, you know? And uh, he goes, all right, which I, I kind of knew that, you know, that going into it, the fact that he asked me how much I owe on the loan and what I expect means they're going to come back with a price estimate probably a little bit lower than what I expect, but mm-hmm. maybe enough to pay off the loan. Yeah. This way they can say, well, you got your loan paid off. You don't need any more than that. And they can try to lowball me as much as possible, right? So he comes back with an offer that pays exactly like I said. He pays off my loan, 
but not not enough to where I thought it was going to end up at. Yeah. I thought it was going to end up, I mean, not a huge disparity, because like I said, I was right at that tipping point, because uh, when I bought the car, I had the negative equity from the Mustang yep. that was rear-ended twice. Yep. Fuck that car. So I rolled over like nine grand into that loan. Which I kind of thought about. I was like, man, if I didn't have that, I would have made so much more money off of this. <laughs> but he comes back with an offer. And he's like, okay, we'll go ahead and finish filling this out, blah, 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 blah. And we can get this done. Like if I already accepted it, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, um, how long is this offer good for? And he kind of looks at me. That's where I kind of started pissing him off. <laughs> <laughs> he, you could tell he has a. Sh- he's one of those like really short fuse guys. Like I was waiting for him to turn red and everything, you know. And he kind of looks at me. and goes, "Well, well, what, where do you, where are you hoping to get?" And I was like, "Well, I'm gonna take this offer, and I have an appointment I already have with Jimmy at Dodge right across the street. I'm gonna go get another appraisal, and see if they'll beat your offer." And he kind of does this big sigh, like, ah, if I get you a couple hundred more dollars, we can do a deal right now? A couple hundred? That's, <laughs> dude, they fought me for every fucking dollar. Oh, my God. So I was like, I don't know. How much are we talking about? And he kind of does another big sigh, and he goes walks away, I guess, to whoever does the pricing. Yeah, it's probably going to be like the accounting department. Maybe. I called Dodge. So I called Dodge, and I just go, hey... Uh, the, you know, there was a guy that been fucking bothering me on the email, you know, so I just call his number and I'll like, say, hey, you know, um, I have an appointment with you at this time. My name's, you know, blah, blah, blah. I have the, the, the type R. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What time are you going to be here at? Well, I'm here at Ford. They don't want to let me go. You know, um, they, they don't want me to leave. They don't want me to leave here because my plan was to get it. I told him ahead of time. My plan was to get an estimate and then go to Dodge and see if they will beat it. He's like, they kind of don't want to let me go. So, you know, I'm trying to get like a a good until offer, right? You know, they give me an offer on the car and this is good until the end of the week or this is good until this. So I can take that offer and come by, you know, mm-hmm. and I can still have my two options, not close out an option. And then turns out Dodge is going to offer me less. Yes. You know what I mean? So he's like, well, what are they offering you? You know, he's like, have you, has they already gone through and priced it? I was like, yeah, you know, he took pictures. They ran the VIN. They went through all, their whole vetting process, and this is what they offered me. He's like, well, if they already uh, vetted you and they offered you this, I'll offer you another $400 on top of that. So he comes back with exactly $400 more. And I was like, well, Dodge just said they'd do the 400 Hey, Jimmy, will you do a little bit more than 400 <laughs> So he offers another two. And at this point, this guy's like, Who? And I'm like, oh, Jimmy from Dodge across the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Dude, I swear to God, I thought he was going to curse me out right there. Like, <laughs> It's like that meme of like Michael Jackson just like sitting in the, in the theater, just like eating popcorn, just watching it all unfold. I, I mean, I'm being polite. I'm not trying to be a dick. No, no, but no, no, I mean, no, no, no. At this point, but, we have to take advantage when we have the power, yeah. right? At this point, we have the power. They need the inventory, right? They need the inventory. They're paying top dollar, and I know, and I know they looked at, you know, they basically looked at what the estimates were versus what my loan was, and they said, "Oh, we can fucking weasel this down a couple," you know. So at this point, we're right around the ballpark of what the Carvana estimates were and stuff. Yeah. At this point, we're at that ballpark. So he walks away again, 
And at this point, I'm feeling really good because I can tell both of them are just like, let's just fucking get it. Let's just fucking get it. So I shoot for another $600. <laughs> so I tell them, basically, and at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm going up almost two grand from the original offer, like two and a half grand almost, I think. Yeah. And I just tell them, like, look, tell you what, this is my number. And, you know, I, I added another six, $700 to it to just make it an even amount. So I told him, this is my number. And I kind of put, you know, I had put the Dodge guy in hold. And I told the, the Ford guys, like, this is my number. If you come back with this number, I'll hang up on him. I won't even say bye. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hold on. He walks away and he comes back. Um, mind you, I'm trying to hit an even I know, number. I know, I know. So he comes back with 900. And like literally fighting me for 100 bucks at this point, right? Yeah. And I'm like, you guys are really going to fight me for a hundred bucks. You know, round it up. I want that extra hundred bucks. <laughs> he comes back and he, or no, he didn't come at that point. He didn't even like go back over there. He's like, fine, fine, fine. We'll do, do this. I was like, cool. And I hang up with the phone and we signed the contract. <laughs> Damn. Dude. Oh, it feels so nice to go into a dealership with a little bit of like power like that. <laughs> that is true. Cause it it's just, never it, it's it, not gonna happen again yeah it's not gonna happen again it's not one of those situations you know it's kind of like when i bought the buick it's a really unique situation like with the buick it was it had a birthday it was about to have a second birthday yeah nobody was gonna buy that fucking wagon because nobody likes wagons but me apparently you know and at this point the market's just in a really unique place where they're hurting for inventory i mean basically uh, basically, what I got out of the Type R was two thousand dollars, two and a half thousand dollars under MSRP. Okay. After driving it for thirty thousand miles and beating the piss out of it, that's never gonna happen again with another car. No, it's not. <laughs> like that's you drive a new car off the lot, it usually depreciates. What thirty percent? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's like a ridiculous amount. So this was a really nice. Unless Way to go. It's a Toyota pickup. Okay, Manny. Relax. Relax. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean it was it was kind of nice. I think it was a good time to do it. You know, I, I did always have in the plans to sell the type R. I know you've mentioned that many times. Yeah. I, I wanted the whole purpose of it was that it's the type R and that I knew, you know, bes- you know, putting aside the unique situation for the used car sales right now putting that aside i knew that if i had the type r and i had it for five six seven eight years right i have a hundred thousand miles in the motherfucker i've beat the hell out of it in 10 years it's still probably gonna be a fucking twenty thousand dollar car seventeen thousand dollar car like it's not gonna depreciate to that level you know i can see it actually yeah, so that was kind of the whole plan about it anyways, is that I was going to be able to enjoy the car for what it is and not lose out as much money as I would with a a Mustang, with a 370Z, with any other kind of car, right? True. The fact that it happened just much earlier than I expected is kind of weird. Yeah. But I think given the situation right now and the moves that I want to make to start getting a little bit more serious about the track driving, I think it works out. So 
This is the end of the Type Rica. I did keep the license plates. <laughs> hey, let's go. I did keep the license plate frames, so hopefully whoever else gets her next will enjoy her and maybe abuse her less than I did. <laughs> Probably a lot less than I did. Uh, who knows? We all know about those second owners. I I don't know. We'll see. They're probably going to be paying close to 40 for that fucking car. <laughs> What's funny is that I'm the fourth owner on my Mustang. Damn, that's a lot yeah. for, for how little miles it has, really. Exactly, right? That's weird. The year, the mileage, everything. Yeah, that's really weird. All right. But yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. There's no more Type R. It looks like the weed meats are probably going to be all Fox body now. <laughs> And uh, we'll see what happens in the next chapter of this little saga I'm building here. To be continued. Yes, sir. But with that, Manny, let's call this an episode. Yeah. You can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website, UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you want to send an unaccepted rev, got a question, send a death threat. You can email us at UnacceptedPodcast at gmail.com. And with that, we will see everybody next Wednesday. Bye-bye.